0: And gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight, guys. I've had enough of it. I, I, I've had enough of it. Now, I like my guy. I like my guy. He's a good dude, but sometimes he goes off the rails a little bit. We gotta address I him. like my uh-oh, guy. Uh oh uh oh. We gotta address big game boomer. My guy's gone off the rails. LSU is going to be a shell of itself uh, Saturday at 11. Oh, so what? You sold it out against Florida at 11 a.m. last year. It's what we talked about all offseason. It's not so much on him. It's not so much on him. As much as it is. Guys, you want to make a statement? You want to make a... You, you want to make a... A, a, you know, show people that you're back, unlike Texas, you go out here and you win Saturday. Guys, I think we're going to win. I, I, I'm going to put in my prediction I think LSU is going to win. Now, I could be terribly wrong about that. There's so many things LSU's got to do right to win this football game. Number one, start honestly, guys, in the teams that I've, co- I've broke down a lot, and you guys know that we do the SEC, Um, show on Saturdays. We'll be starting to do that more. As you've already been known, that's probably the big announcement that we'll be making in January. Probably going with that full-time. But regardless, regardless, I I mean, Hendon Hooker's easily the best quarterback that LSU's played this season. And I think I can make the argument that he will be a top two, obviously outside of Bryce Young, quarterback that you'll play all year. It's not even close. So many things you got to do right. However, we're going to expose this L- this Tennessee defense uh here tonight. We're going to bring up some stats. You know you guys know I'm not a huge stats guy, but I do want to put into perspective some things and how you're going to exploit and how LSU is going to have to exploit uh Tennessee this Saturday. Something that was interesting uh something that was interesting. LSU has already faced two top 30 top 37ish our top 40 defenses this season. They've already faced two of them and have one. You scored 31 points on one of them, 14 points on another. So can you get those things rolling? Guys, Tennessee's defense is ranked 95th in the country. We'll talk on that here tonight as de- defense versus offense is going to be the, the obviously the main key. Defense for LSU, obviously, is going to be key because how great LSU's uh, uh, or our Tennessee's offense is, but it's going to be a complete game. Uh, but if you missed it, and yes, I see Crying Belly's uh, comment down here. Big game boomer, big on Twitter, came out today, and really, it's because he's taking a lot of shots at LSU, so I'm going to fire back. It's all in good fun, my man. Somebody's going to go send it to him. It's all in good fun. You can talk about LSU. We can talk about Oklahoma. So big game boomer covers college athletics, co- covers college football. Obviously a big time Oklahoma fan, but we're going to be realistic here tonight uh, and, and tell him about his Rudy Poo, his Rudy Pooness. Um, So also we'll talk. We'll finally talk about the SEC. A lot of SEC games, big SEC games this weekend. It's an onslaught of good games. Look, is Georgia more than likely going to beat Auburn? Yes. Is Alabama likely going to beat Texas A&M? Yes. I mean, but there's a lot of good games in the SEC this weekend and why a victory versus Tennessee would again start separating things. Arkansas and Mississippi State this weekend. I think Arkansas is going to lose, which then makes Mississippi State that much bigger of a win under the Brian Kelly era. If you have a situation where, if you have a situation where you beat a team at home that is five and one, guys, we're already halfway through the season, which is unbelievable at this point. We wait so long, we wait so long um, for all of the football season to get here. Guys, we're almost halfway through. It it's unreal. It is absolutely unreal. So we got a lot that we'll get into here tonight. Uh, and then we'll uh, at the very end, I put it on the message board, AYSSnetwork.com. Monday, I had given some sourcing a reference to recruiting. Um, one of those things have come has come to fruition. We'll talk a little bit about recruiting, some things that LSU's doing there. I'm not going to give you all the tidbits. You're going to have to go and subscribe. You can hate me for it. I really don't care. But that's where you're going to have to go find it, AYSSnetwork.com. But before we do all that, let's get to a couple of these comments, and then we'll we'll get rolling. Uh, Kenny says, Small Game Boomer is still bitter about 62-28. Yes, 63-28. Maybe. I don't know. But, look, he can – again, this is all in good fun. I like my dude. You know, I mean, I think that what he does content-wise is honestly pretty genius because – Look what he's doing. I mean, look who he gets to come out. But we're gonna have the conversation here tonight. Swamp Cat says if we can pass and catch the ball, well, I think we win too. We play offense like we did last Saturday, it won't be pretty. Yeah. I mean, but so many people are freaking out over one game. Um and, and don't and don't tell somebody, you know, that, you know, well, you predicted LSU to go eight and four in the season. Don't do that in Twitter spaces, by the way. They freak out. Um, player X says, "I am a Homer. I know. I guess talking about me saying this, guys. I think you can win Saturday. Now, I I put a stat out here today because a lot of people were talking about it. I know that T. Bob Abair asked a question. I'm I don't consider LSU's eleven o'clock game against Missouri a couple of seasons ago. I don't count that. I mean, you're going through a hurricane. You know, the day before you're supposed to leave. I'm not counting that. But fun fact." Since 2000, LSU is 8-0 in 11 a.m. games in Death Valley. Here's an interesting part. LSU is averaging 41.25 points per game in that time frame. The lowest that they scored was 35. That's an That's very interesting to me. History loves to repeat itself. Just like it did last week, LSU versus Auburn. No reason LSU... Or Auburn should have been in that football game because they were. History loves to repeat itself. Let's see if it does. Let's see if it does. Sipper says, it's my anniversary and I'm still watching. Well, happy anniversary. Don't get divorced because you're watching AYS. Don't do it, Sipper. It's not worth it. Now, LSU Bama week? Okay, you know, I could see you taking the risk. Um, but he says, hopefully we will make it till tomorrow. You will. You will congratulations on your anniversary. Uh, PJ Helm says, I do not know if small game boomer or the guy that covers the Vols is Rudy Pooh of the week. Yeah. I, I'm going to put that apart. My Rafino's ranch too. Guys, I've never like, and, and we've been doing this since 2017. Okay. Maybe not so much as the podcast blowing up the way that it is or whatever, But I've never seen a fan base. Like, I've never seen a fan base in like Tennessee, whether it be baseball or football. Guys, they are in the mentions and DMs all day long. It is unbelievable. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, go get you some moonshine and calm your tits, bro. Like, my God. One guy told me today I look like a clown. Uh, or what, what's it, you know, I guess cause the, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing on Netflix is so big, you know, like, um, call me like a One of the dudes, I don't know. I mean, just so, so aggravated about you saying the LSU's eight, zero and 11 AM games. Then one dude, one dude said, well, we're bringing 10,000 of them, brother. It's a 102,000 seat stadium. Congratulations, there's going to be 90,000 other people who are going to drown you out. Idiot. Anyway, Pooh Bear says, on behalf of Blake and AYS, Blake ain't taking in no strays. Pooh Bear, I ain't taking in no strays. Go to your mama. Look, she gave birth to you. Go to your mama. You either better go to your mama, go to church, or find your home. You ain't coming here with that BS. Just it's true. It's, uh, go in the army. Get you three hot meals a day. Hell, go to prison. Go rob, fake rob a bank. You get three meals a day, you'll be fine. But just if there's a guy in there named Bubba, you better run. You know what I mean? Like, I heard Bubba's got a tattoo on his shoulder poo that says, I, I heart clapping cheeks. It's insane. You want your cornbread? He said a lot of Paul's Bear says a lot of pausing in prison. Ain't no pausing brother. This is, you know, at 3am. This is what it sounds like. Okay. All right. That's what it sounds like. A lot of clapping in there. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Look at Ryan. Oh, Blake. Oh, Ryan. Just messing. Guys, when I do stuff like that, y'all stop. Don't take it to heart. It's just joking. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. I see so many of you are watching us live on Facebook. Want to give a shout out to everybody and uh, our Facebook community, man. Y'all keep us going. Y'all blowing things up on Facebook Numbers are astronomically growing. I greatly appreciate for all of you that are listening to us live on Facebook. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to those Facebook groups. Share to your own social media pages. We greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're listening on YouTube, guys, we're very close to 5K subscribers. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. We greatly, greatly appreciate you doing that. Also, if you're listening to us on XM Radio, TuneIn app, whatever, all that good stuff that they put us on now, I don't even know all the platforms we're on. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And as I mentioned earlier, go to the AYS message board for some more uh, uh, recruiting content and things that we're hearing. I put a player that's not going to be in here this week for LSU. It's going. It's in there, Aysnetwork.com. Go subscribe today. All right, Blue Bear, let's do this. Let's pay these bills. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. We return in one minute. We got a lot to discuss. Rafino's Ranch, too. Big game boomer. You caught... You, I had enough. Tennessee fans have had enough. Let's ride. Ben is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contest events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, mono chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons. Go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you're good your friend. Blake Graffino. Sit you on by. All right, y'all all do this. Hit the like and share right now. Don't be a Rudy Poo. Hit the like and share. So, Let me show you this right quickly. This is our good friend, Big Game Boomer. He's on Twitter. We've been on his show. I need to get him on here. Maybe we can discuss this. But this is what he does. He goes on Twitter. He makes these lists. This list, if you can see, is the top 15 loudest and quietest stadiums week six in college football. Look where he's got LSU. 15th. 15th. Top, A, uh, top 10 team coming into Death Valley, he's got LSU, 15th. Teams that he has above LSU, that the stadium will be rocking louder than Death Valley. The Alamo Dome, UTSA. Memorial Stadium, Illinois. Arizona Stadium, Arizona. Kroger Field, Kentucky. Dennis Wade. Bro, all they got is cowbells. The booth in Kansas? The booth? Dorothy's not running through that door, dude. Here's here's what he said, though, that really pissed me off. He said, LSU fans hate, H-A-T-E, in all capital letters, 11 a.m. kickoffs. Death Valley will be a shell of itself on Saturday against the Vols. Boomer. Buddy. Buddy. LSU is 8-0 since 2000 in true Death Valley 11 a.m. kickoffs. 8-0. The last time that a top 10 opponent came into Death Valley and it wasn't sold out, Jerry DiNardo was the head coach. And by the way, may I add, LSU beat Florida that same night. Now, it wasn't an 11 a.m. game. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing. And this goes to everything that we talked about all offseason. And something Brian Kelly in this year, his only accomplishment for me, not winning the SEC, I think it's going to take him time. Not winning a national title this year, it's going to take him time. LSU over the last two seasons has taken a lot of criticism because of what they did in 2019. Because nobody liked a kid from Ohio State coming down to the bayou and clapping cheeks. They didn't like that he had two rookies of the year, potentially one of them didn't get it, which was a very bad deal for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall, Clyde Edwards and doing good things in the NFL. Four starting offensive linemen in the NFL. Like, I guess they don't like that. I guess LSU beating Oklahoma 63-28 to in 2019, or technically, well, it was still 2019. It was December. I guess LSU beating Oklahoma in 2003 is a big deal to this guy. I I don't know. But Boomer, I love you, man. I, I, I really do appreciate your content. But the people from the national perspective who think that they know LSU have no idea. Zero idea. If you don't know, maybe you should come down here. Talk to our buddy, Late Kick Josh, who's been there, who said his ears stopped ringing when he was driving home and he hit Montgomery, Alabama. Now, I'm not a smart man, but that's a minimum a four-hour drive. At least... From Baton Rouge to Montgomery. Scott Van Pelt. Big, you know, whoever you want to talk to. Ask him. Or show up and shut up. Because the truth is. Big game boomer. Buddy. Oklahoma doesn't, is not good this year. Defensively, they stink. Brent Venables has shown that he has not gotten this team ready. You talked all offseason about what everything LSU was replacing and didn't do it for Oklahoma. So not to spend a lot of time on this, but this win and to transition, this win changes so many things. It changes the perception around LSU and everybody around it talking about LSU. Consequently enough, it does the same thing for Tennessee. Is Tennessee back? Is Tennessee back? Is Tennessee ready to go on the road in a hostile environment against a top 25 team in the SEC and win it? Are they back? Are they ready to challenge the likes of teams that have three national titles and four national title appearances since 2000? Since that same time that LSU was 8-0 and 11 a.m. true 11 a.m. kickoffs in Death Valley. Are they back? See, if you knew anything about this, quote-unquote, not rivalry, but the game between these two teams, this is what kicked off LSU in the superstardom for college football. Ask Nick. Ask Saban. He'll tell you. You know how I know it did? He said it the day when I was on there on the SEC teleconference. He said the exact same thing. It's what sparked and boosted LSU to who they were when you beat Phillip Fulmer in the Georgia Dome. Fan bases and national people can be delusional to who their team their team really is, and especially who LSU is. Miami fans. But guys, you know, pooh, it's funny, I went through middle Tennessee today, didn't get any connection, just like the Hurricanes offense. You stink. Talk all that shit about LSU. You might not win six games. Focus, focus on what it is you do know and can't control before running your mouth. Because then you've got a whole bunch of Louisiana people quoting Bootsy. You want to talk this stuff. You want to run your mouth. You want some gangsters in front of your house. We'll set this bitch off. It's the truth. Do better, bud. Do better. That's all I'm saying. Because some of these, some of these, uh-oh, what John Foster do? What'd John Foster do? Uh, I mean, look at him. He's John Foster, for everybody listening on the radio or podcast, John Foster on Facebook says, I would put it back up, Pooh. He said, I would be embarrassed if Brian Kelly was leading my team. Uh, if I had Brian Kelly lead my team, bless your hearts, John. But you're you're wearing a wiener suit. You're dressed as a wiener, a glizzy, a hot dog. You got jizz, yellow jizz going down your your costume here. Chill, chill. Oh, which leads me to my next point and how we'll transition into where I think LSU can expose and maybe has a little bit of an edge here. Tennessee fans, dude, like, why are y'all so emotional? Why are y'all so emotional? All up in my DMs, all up on Twitter. We're coming down there. We're coming down there. And we're going to beat the Tigers. We're going to beat the Tigers. You got to win 1st bro. Bru337 says, is it a glizzy transition? Yeah, it is a glizzy transition. That's what John's doing. That's what John's doing. James Sells says, rough. My son is a pitcher for Middle Tennessee State. Love you, son, at James sells 20 I love that. I love that. Mick says, at Blake, my wife said you had a potty mouth. Well, it never got potty trained. So, listen. <laughs> God dang it. Is that too much of a dad joke, Pooh? Me saying my mouth hasn't been potty trained? Is that something we're going to see on the golden boot? Okay, he says no. All right. Let's transition to this. Let's transition to this. Guys, what's something interesting that I found out today and just, you know, really and truthfully, Wednesday's the last day that I do all my film stuff, statistical stuff, everything that we go on. And you can all go look this up. I'm not going to bore you by bringing up electric graphics and all this kind of stuff. What was interesting to me today is I wanted to find out, because we're going on the SEC teleconference, and I forget the gentleman's name. He was talking about defenses of the SEC West, how good they've been playing. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me go look it up. What's interesting is Alabama, Ole Miss, and LSU are the top three defenses in the SEC for total defense. You know who the next two defenses are in the SEC that ranked 35th and 37th in the country in total defense, it's Auburn, or it's Mississippi State, and it's Auburn. Which made me start looking more into it and looking further into it. Guys, LSU's already beaten two top 35 defenses. Now, is this going to change throughout the weeks and stuff like that? Is it going to fluctuate? Sure. Sure. But through halfway through a season, damn near halfway through a season, you pretty much know, you pretty much, and Jordan, I appreciate that, Ben's College Fund since 199 uh, via Super Chase's Let It Fly versus Tennessee Secondary. Thank you. Okay, well, you know what, John, you're blocked. See ya, John Foster, which made me think of, which made me think of this why is nobody talking about LSU being two and O against two top 37 defenses in the country? Now I understand. And I know, and I agree with you fully agree with you fully that LSU's offensive performance against Auburn was horrendous. It was bad guys. You can't get much worse than what they did. Actually you can. We were, we had it with less miles. It's going to get better. I promise you, but I think Brian Kelly's right. Brian Kelly is right when he says that sometimes you just got to go on the road the first time under Brian Kelly in the SEC, in the SEC West, and get a victory. He's not wrong. But I went back and watched the LSU-Mississippi State game. Because that defense for Mississippi State actually was pretty damn good. You don't realize it in the moment. You don't realize what Auburn was doing until you go back and you look at all of the details. Now, which was interesting to me, because I started asking myself the question of, okay, so LSU's 2-0 and against two top 37 defenses, where I wonder where Tennessee is. I wonder where Tennessee is. Guys, Tennessee is 95th in the country. And total defense. Now, there's a lot of things that you can come up with that. I still think that Pittsburgh, when Tennessee played Pittsburgh earlier this year, they got moved. Tennessee's defense got moved around. They got bullied up front. Slovis was throwing it all around the place before he got knocked out. Offensive line was dominating Tennessee for a lot of that game. A lot of that game. So I started asking the question, well, man, what – is you know Tennessee going fast hurting their defense and it really wasn't that Pittsburgh did most of their damage most of their damage early on when the defense is fresh which makes me spark often to believe that LSU if disciplined if doing the right run blocking running doing the right schemes not having false starts procedural penalties this offense can get some things going. They definitely can get some things going. I know that the conversation is going to lead into this game, Tennessee's offense versus LSU's defense, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. We've talked about it the last two days. I don't disagree with you there. I don't disagree with you. But I do think it's interesting that a struggling – air quotes, LSU offense is going to actually face the worst defense that they've seen all year statistically. Guys, New Mexico's better. Now, maybe Southern. Southern, But I'm talking about group of five or power five. I'm not throwing in FCS Southern. I'm not going to do that. Don't make me do that. But of these teams and of these games, the worst of these teams defensively that you've played is Tennessee, which makes me ask the question, can LSU keep the ball away from Josh Heupel in that offense? Is that going to be a source of a game plan? Now, maybe you still do up-tempo. Maybe you do the quick game. I'm not saying LSU needs to get away from it. But I would rather not get in a track meet with Tennessee and just keep doing your game. Now, you got to execute when you do your game. And we'll continue to talk about this Tennessee offense over and over and over again until kickoff, until the game's over. It's all we'll talk about. But don't sleep on that Tennessee's getting their cheeks clapped up and down the field when they're on defense. Florida did it. Pittsburgh did it. Can you do it? You know, what's interesting, too, something we haven't mentioned either, Garrett Dellinger's back. You're starting left guard. How much does having Garrett Dellinger back boost you to be able to run the football even more, even even better? You know, Jaden had to take a sack because his left guard, Miles Frazier last week, missed on a block. it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Does Garrett pick that blitz up? I think that he can. He's shown that he will and he does. You get the running game going, you're built you're gonna build something. you have the chance to beat him. I'm not coming off of the fact that I think that the stadium and the people in Death Valley give you a significant edge. First question to Josh Heupel today in this SEC teleconference was, "Hey, what what do you think about going down the Death Valley?" Maybe the second question. He goes, "It's going to be loud. We got to make sure that we're all on the same page, coaches alike." You know, he said that he talked to coaches and called coaches around the SEC that have been there and playing that and st- in, in, in the stadium, saying that the coaches have to be uh, aware because. The press box sometimes, when that when that stadium gets rolling, starts shaking and you can't hear anything, can't talk to the guy next to you, sometimes it gets so damn loud. Which leads me to believe they already know. They already know. I think you can do it. And I will promise you this. I will promise you this. If LSU can pull this one off, I don't know. I don't know if they will or if they won't. But if they can find a way to pull this off, guys, the sky's the limit. Do I think you're winning the SEC? No. But you still have a it it shows you that this team, it will show you that this team can win in any game moving forward. They can win any game moving forward. If you fall short, it's not the end of the world, guys. I would much rather be, ha- I would much rather have Brian Kelly and what LSU's going through than Oklahoma in a first-year transition. USC, no telling what will happen this week. I, I think they're playing, I, f- I forget who USC's playing. I don't know if they play, U- no, UCLA plays Utah. I forget USC's playing. But I think Lincoln might be susceptible soon. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how this goes. But it's where I'm at. What about you? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Sosa B says Nuss ain't the answer. Yeah, I, I you know, what's crazy is, man. I don't know. I don't know. Nuss says, What what's up with this guy's hat, believe? Welcome to the show. If it's your first time watching, welcome to the show. Blaine Smith says, run right at them, then use some RPOs. I think RPOs can can really win you games. You know, when I look at Tennessee's defense, guys, go pop in that, in that Pittsburgh game. What's interesting is they just try to keep everything in front of them. They're not trying to do anything. Now, they'll send blitzes. They send a lot of corner blitzes from the outside. At least it's what they've done against Florida and Pittsburgh. But what's interesting is they want to keep everything in front of them. You know what's crazy about that is LSU has had a perplexity this season of dumping the ball off, getting off some short passes, and letting the receivers go to work. Well, if that's the case, now you still got to take deep shots. No one's saying you don't. You got to get things rolling down vertically down the field. You got to get large chunk plays. But don't make this game bigger than what it is. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, LSU is, he says, I think they're 19th. Um, I think they are 19th. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Nuss for start also says, you're a clown if you don't think Nuss uh, should start. Yeah, man. I I think you're making a fool of yourself. You know you know what's the wild thing about people that do stuff like this like Nuss for starter but he's a college kid he's 19. I'm assuming you're pretty much of a grown you're a grown man and you don't have the balls to put your own name on here you have no marbles you're probably work in a dead-end job nine to five nobody likes you stuff like that I hate when people say, oh, you're a clown, buddy. Then you know what? Pick up a mic and start doing what we do. Uh, Michael Hall says, national media hates Brian Kelly and and looks like LSU also. It feels that way sometimes. Chris English says, we know LSU's defense is good, correct? LSU lines up 4.95 yards per play. Auburn only gives up 4.94 yards per play. Think about that. It's so crazy, man. When you, look, um, when you look deep into the numbers, and I'm not an overly analytical dude. Like, I, I, I go by what I see. I, I go by the film. I mean, I'm just not a statistical guy. Now, every Wednesday, we bring them up. We look, I look through them every single week. And when you're 2-0 and against top 37, two top 37 defenses, I think that speaks volumes in reference to what you've been able to do so, so far. Miss, guys, Mississippi State, for what it's worth, Mississippi State is not bad offensively. Look what you did to them. I, I mean, man. Pooh Bear says, I'm a man, I'm 40. Nuss for, for starter. Yeah, that's probably him. It's interesting, man. You know, it shows signs of great a great staff, it shows signs of great coaching, great motivations. I don't know if you guys have watched any of this LSU Gold stuff with Brian Kelly, guys. I think the the content is great because of what Brian Kelly's doing. The it's not necessarily that the content is generating something new. Like the content's the content. Like you're just filming it, and you're you're clipping it up, you're putting it out there. Sounds good. What he tells these guys and adjustments. What he tells them on the sidelines. What he's telling them in the locker room. Guys, again, I I mean, I'm going to continue to harp until the day that Brian Kelly either retires or gets fired. And I don't think he's getting fired. So, I I mean, he's just one of those guys, man. You got one of those guys in between the headset that we've never seen here. We've never seen. Does it feel a little less Miles-ish, how LSU's winning right now? Yes. But under year one of Brian Kelly, I'll take it. You go nine and three, and it looks sloppy as hell, Guys, I will take it. Pause. But I will take it. Winning is all that matters. Winning is all that matters. Trey Patton says, At Blake, what's your thoughts on this offense inability for a downfield passing game? Is it on the players or is it on the coaching? I think it's a mixture of both, Trey. You know, I say this and get obliterated. Um, for me, look at some point, at some point, drop passes or execution, everything does fall on coaching though. As a head coach, everything falls on the head coach. He gets praised when he wins. He gets criticized when he loses rightfully. So, and in Brian Kelly's case, he even gets criticized when he wins. At some point, you got to have execution. I don't know how, you know, Jaden said they had a team, uh, a players-only meeting, which, you know, people freak out about that. Oh, he got to call a players-only meeting uh, because he's not doing right. I see the comments. Well, I'm old enough to remember when LSU did it with Joe Burrow. You know, and look, I'm not going to compare Jaden Daniels to Joe Burrow and everybody that does do that and even when you bring up the numbers number 1 it's not even remotely fair to jane daniels or any lsu quarterback for that matter in the in the in the future because guys that man broke a record in the sec that isn't honestly probably touchable you know the day that another human being throws 61 touchdown passes in a season and wins a national title Okay, then maybe we can say that they're better than Joe Burrow was at LSU in 19. But it's not fair to Jaden whatsoever. You want to compare him to 18, Burrow, that's fine, whatever. It's not fair to Jane Daniels. Guys, their games are completely different. And wanting to, for Jaden to throw the ball down the field at a holistic rate, which he did all the time at Arizona State, sometimes can limit him in the running game. Also, what happened at Arizona State. I think they got to call better plays. I think that they got to do – I say call and calling better plays. I think they need to call plays that they know will work. If you got to throw bubble screens and screens and hitches and slants, all damn game, at least move the football. But, look, and, and look, I, I still talk to um, – I still talk to, uh, you know, uh, our offensive coordinators that I've had in my life. And I'll just, you know, I'll text them. I'll ask them, like, look, if something's not working during a game, even though it's wide open, what do you do? And and they tell me all the time, like, Blake, we can't call it anymore, right? Like, if we're trying to run 34 dive, even though it might be wide open, but the running back keeps, keeps missing the hole, then what do we do? You know, sometimes you got to mix stuff up. Guys, you can't keep running your head into the wall. Well, they keep dropping the backside slant. Why do you keep running it? That's the reason why plays get mixed up. You know, the, the, the pass that Jane gets criticized on the most for last week was a 23-yard pass down the field. It's a long pass. It's not something short. Kevin Baldwin says, sup, Blake? Good show from a Vol fan. Thank you. My uh, interactions today with Vol fans have not been that great. God bless. Don't say anything about Tony Vols either. They. um, Yeah. Trey also says fall scrimmage tomorrow for LSU baseball. It's true. We're going to try and make it out there to one of them. Uh, Jacob says, Chris Hilton Jr. Big game coming this weekend. Uh, uh Uh-uh. Check the message board. I don't think. Uh, Andrew Martin says, players only meeting after the Troy loss proceeded to six out of the last seven, including a top ten win over Auburn. If I'm not mistaken, your only loss was to Alabama. So, yeah. You know, it freaked me out a while back, and it's always freaked me out. You know when you're going to the beach and you're on I-10 and you pass Bayou La Battery Pooh Bear freaks me out. I sit there and I say to myself, hey, that's where Bubba Bubba Gum's from. What was Bubba's last name? It wasn't Gump. Somebody help me out in the chat. What was Bubba's last name from Forrest Gump? I don't remember. I don't remember. Paris Scott says J.D. is a bridge QB. Tough comment. <coughs> it's a tough comment. Um. Huh. I don't disagree with you, Paris. Um. But I think br- saying he's a bridge quarterback may be a wrong way to say it. Right, like, um I think it's a wrong way to say it. i I don't know necessarily Paris if I can come up with the words at the current moment to articulate what maybe J d is. I still think um man, I just still think Walker Howard's the best. Blue, okay he's still Walker Howard's still the best quarterback in that room overall. um and and I, I, she says meaning no disrespect. maybe it's the wrong word. Yeah, and I don't think uh, Paris I don't I know that you don't mean any disrespect there at all. i I, I know that. um yeah, I, I don't know. uh Delton says Benjamin Buford Blue. God, what a name. Hey, hey pooh. He was triple B before LeVar Ball. Huh. How about that? Huh. Benjamin Buford Blue. He's got a great first name. Ask my son. Fantastic first name. By the way, we didn't find out the sex or gender. I don't know what the politically right term is these days. Uh my wife Megan is eight months pregnant. Uh we did not find out the gender sex uh for the new baby. So you know what we're gonna do, Pooh. The last episode of that week. And Pooh Bear, by the way, are you gonna do the AYS show when I'm out? You know, like no? Okay. You got better things to do is what you said. Oh, okay. Pooh said it forget all y'all. I don't like y'all no ways. Um but I thought about that when, when somebody said Benjamin. I didn't know his name was Benjamin. Uh, Tyree says, Jack Besh at tight end potentially this year. No. I, look, um, I don't think Jack Besh is getting moved to tight end. Let me tell you what I hear. <sniffs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, let me tell you what I think that they should do and what I hear. I know that they want to get Jack Besh more involved. Um, the question is, where do they get him involved? I, don't, I still don't think that Jack... Look, Mason Taylor can be a liability in the run game, but I still think that he does, gives you some better things maybe than Jack Besh does. I think he's still stronger than Jack. I mean, you can see that in the film sometimes. But when they run Mason Taylor out in the slot, put Jack Besh out there. Because if he's got a chip a defensive end, outside rushing backer, whatever it may be, he can handle that situation. He can run somebody over... That maybe he's not looking at him. He's got that much potential and strength. Get Jack Best the ball if you're going to put Mason Taylor out in the slot. Now that is probably one of, if not the biggest complaint offensively that I have is sometimes maybe the four, maybe I, I, the personnel doesn't always fit the play that they're calling. Uh, if I had to say anything about about Mike Denbrock, but the problem with that is, guys, is the play still wide open, right? Jaden can't miss wide open receivers, and it'd be Mike Denbrock's fault in reference to the play that he's calling. So it's interesting to me. Again, I still think a lot of this falls on execution. I'm not going to single out or I'm not attempting to single out anybody when we say that. It's just the truth, guys. Like, it's legitimately the truth when you come down to the point of I, you know, look, you just got to execute sometimes. Uh, Kevin Baldwin says maybe that Jane's a gatekeeper. Is that more appropriate? Well, it definitely sounds better. Um, Because, look, when, I, when, I, when, when you say something like that, I still think Jane does things that are so electric. I still think he's got a good enough arm. Now, does he have the most accurate arm like a Drew Brees or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, whoever? No. You know, like we've seen – but we've seen quarterbacks that have even gone through college and gone into the NFL that have gotten more accurate with, with timing and better coaching, which I think he's getting here at LSU. We've seen Lamar Jackson do it. We've seen Josh Allen do it. Quite frankly, guys, we've seen Patrick Mahomes do it. It is a very high potential that with better coaching, being under Joe Sloan and Brian Kelly, that he can advance into something that will be ultra-electric – We'll have to see if he can if he can tap into that because I think that a you know like a pissed off Jaden to me like I, I heard something that uh, you know coming out of the third quarter against Florida State like Jaden Daniels was pissed off and quite frankly if we want to call a call it what it is he went off so there there comes a point in time for me if he puts it all together. I think he could be something special, a lot like Walker Howard. I just believe that Walker has a higher ceiling. I think he's just a more natural throw of the football. And, guys, I, I'm, he's not more electric as a runner than Jaden is, but let's not act like that Walker Howard didn't run an electronic 40-time at 4'6 flat. Guys, as a high school quarterback, that's moving. That, for anybody that's moving, the only time that me and Pooh Bear get to see somebody moving that fast is when we're running to the fridge. Oh, shit. This is when you don't piss off your producer because then your show ends. You know? So. But it's true. All right. No time to piss off the producer. Uh, Chris Inks says, no, Pooh and I'll help out when you're out. Like, okay. Oh, hell no. He said him and Chris host. hell no. Hell no. Uh Uh-uh. Ain't no, uh -uh. Uh uh-uh. 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 Ain't no way. Uh Uh-uh. Bruh. Yeah, bruh. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got, I got something for you. Where is it? Here's the biggest one. (laughs) Paul. Ain't no damn way. You know, cause this is what will happen. He'll come out here and say Alabama's ass. And this is all we'll hear. Oh tomato, 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 I'm throwing tomatoes. No. No. Now Pooh Bear. Ding 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 ding. Ding 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 ding. But yeah. Um oh gosh. It kinda nailes. I had never met LGz Jeezy before like three weeks ago. Always commented on the show. Um, and me and LGZ Jeezy go to, shout out to my buddy Brad DuPont. We go to in Baton Rouge. So if you're in Baton Rouge on Thursday. Or if you're in Hammond on Thursdays. You need to go to Ronnie's, Boudin, and Cracklin. The pork steaks that they do on Thursdays. Guys, the pork steaks this big. I mean, it's like you getting a whole cheek. You getting a whole rump roast, man. Me and LGZ frequent there on Thursdays, but he says on YouTube, I'm hoping we see JD versus Oregon type game. That would be electric. That would be electric. Look, I still think that you got to get Kayshawn more involved, too. You know, like there's a lot of things you got to do. Mark Spell makes an interesting point, a lot like Jaden Hurts before leaving Bama, sort of. Guys, I agree with that. You know, like they're, they're, we've seen, look, we've seen quarterbacks during seasons do bigger things, right? I think that this game, look, here's the, here's the crazy part. We talked about this all show. Pooh, I can't believe we're an hour into this thing. You know, not having a guess, I just sit here and ramble for an hour. Here's an interesting thing. Guys, Auburn's defense statistically, now, now Tennessee's had a tougher schedule. You can't take that away from them. Auburn's defense, especially up front, guys, Auburn and Mississippi State is better than Tennessee up front. You ran for 195 net rushing yards against Auburn when you couldn't throw the football. Guys, you were so one-dimensional, it was insane. And you still ran for 200 rushing yards. Damn near. I mean, that that's the point that I'm trying to make here. You're not facing a better defense than you've seen over the last three weeks of two of those teams. You're, it's just not there. I said, as I said last night, I'll say it again. There, Tennessee up front gets pushed around like buggies at Walmart. They get pushed more than an elevator button. I'm telling you, but you know, you know what's crazy. Um, you know what's crazy? Everybody's going to be praising, you know, uh, PJ Helm on YouTube says, I ran a four eight PJ, I will give you a hundred dollars. If you come to my house and I time you in a 40, I'll give you a hundred dollars to come to my house. I have a hundred yard field right here. We'll mark it off and I'm going to time you. Barrett Granger, country, a country grinder, says, I ran a fall ever. Me too. I was hello. Aunt Marshall says, Did someone say fill in for Blake? I did. I did. I hadn't told Aunt this. um We might be bringing him on for Pelicans coverage this year. Pooh uh, Bear says, He ran at. was running god damn it come on man uh Paris Scott said did uh, Amar, Ar- Ar- Armani Goodwin when tear his hamstring no he didn't tear it which is good uh Brett says Brett oh Brett Garofola Brett do you do you frequent uh, uh I'm gonna have to send this to Brad Do you frequent Ronnie's Boudin and Cracklin'? He says, Brad is great with deer dressing also. Dude, I'm telling you, man, what they do over there at Ronnie's, bro. Y'all know how I freak out over uh, Pyrans, and how I freak out over the Blue Store? Shit. Hey, blue, Blue Store better watch out. I'm telling you, Ronnie's Boudin's coming. Crying, you ain't ever ate the blue store chicken. You ain't ever ate the blue store chicken. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We will end it by going around the SEC, but let's talk about our good friend, John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, gmfsmortgage.com. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in, get in touch with John Patton from GMFS Mortgage Today by giving him a call. 225, excuse me, 614-1234. Let him know that your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, let's do this. Let's take our last break. Let's talk about our good friend over good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. We return in 45 seconds to close it out. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the wake and bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast, as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside as the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. All right, so we do have a lot of big games in the SEC this week. Maybe not marquee, okay? Maybe not all that are completely marquee games. But let me bring this up very quickly so y'all can see all of them. That way I'm not just talking about them. So on the screen, we are bringing up the SEC games uh, this week. I have no idea how to make this larger. Um... Let me work on that. Uh, But look, you do have a lot of games that are massive in the SEC this week. Obviously, we've been talking about Tennessee and LSU. But, guys, another big game Arkansas versus Mississippi State at 11 a.m. as well. uh, It'll be on during the LSU game. Guys, I really think Mississippi State's going to win this game. I really, 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 really think that they're going to win the game this week. I just think that if KJ Jefferson is out. That it's gonna bode a lot of problems. Um, there we go. Okay, Pooh Bear's got it. It's just gonna bode a lot of problems for Arkansas this week with KJ more than likely being out. What's interesting in this is this line has moved so far to Mississippi State as you see it right there. It's nine and a half. The over under is uh, fifty nine. Now, Pooh Bear, you can comment in the comment in there. I don't know if that game entices you any. The over fifty nine. I, I don't like that at all, but I, and I don't like betting the unders. Just because K.J. is not going to be in there, I don't know if they're going to be able to get to that 59 marker. We'll see what K.J. does. I don't know if he practiced today or not. Sam Pittman said today that he thought that he would, uh, but I would lean the under. I think Pooh Bear, who's our big uh, – there you go. Pooh Bear says it too. I mean, he gambles more than I do, and he wins more than I do, um, and he makes more money doing that than I do. Uh, He said I'd lean the under. I would lean the under there as well. I pick Mississippi State in that one. Florida, Missouri, I think Florida gets rolling again. I think that that's just going to be a a no-brainer. Here's an interesting one. Here's an interesting one. Now, listen to me. Does Auburn stink? Yes. I think Auburn stinks. I don't think they're a great team. But, guys, look at that line being at minus 30. I think that game's going to be a little closer than the experts think, but George is going to pull it out. Ole Miss versus Vandy. I don't care what happens with Vandy anymore. I took the the over the two and a half wins for Vandy. They can lose the rest of the season for all I care. I think Ole Miss rolls in this one. What's interesting, though, think about this. Think about this. Ole Miss is only a 17-point favorite. It's only a 17-point favorite. Over Vandy, Maybe that should tell you. Maybe it should tell you what people are thinking on that line. Kentucky versus South Carolina. Give me Kentucky. And obviously I'm taking Bama. I'm going to take the 24. Texas AM can't probably score 24 points. I'm going to take Bama minus 24. At least a money line. I might even take the over in that game. I think they're going to absolutely just destroy Texas uh, uh, uh Texas m this week. If Max Johnson is not a go either and they got to start, start, uh, 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 your boy, what's his name? Uh, uh, why do I want to call him Hudson? Uh, Haynes King, I think it's going to get bad. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get on out of here. We'll see y'all tomorrow. We're guessing it up tomorrow too, to close out the week, at least our week before we're back on Saturday morning, but we'll see y'all soon. Pooh and them HBCU hour, Mike Scarborough. Tigerbait.com. Everybody's doing some shows tonight. Go catch it out. Go catch Pooh Bear and them. I think they start very, very soon. Until then, guys, we'll see y'all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform.